2 Samuel chapter 8, verse 1. And after this it came to pass that David smote the Philistines and subdued them. And David took Megith Amma out of the hand of the Philistines. Megith Amma is a city that he took away from the Philistines. And now this city is becoming an Israelite city. 2. And he smote Moab, and measured them with a line, making them to lie down on the ground. And he measured two lines to put to death, and one full line to keep alive. And the Moabites became servants to David, and brought presents. The Moabites are cousins to the Israelites. They're the children of Lot, but they're all pagans. So they're constantly at war with Israel, off and on throughout history. David, in his reign, subdued the Moabites. It looks like he killed two-thirds of them, and the other third he made servants unto Israel. They're paying taxes to David, which is what it means when it says that they bring him presents. 3. And David smote also Hadadezer, the son of Rehob, king of Zobah, as he went to establish his dominion at the river Euphrates. David took over the region near the Euphrates, and he killed that pagan king in order to do that. 4. And David took from him a thousand and seven hundred horsemen, and twenty thousand footmen. And David hewed all the chariot horses, but reserved of them four hundred chariots. He hewed most of the horses, meaning that he made it so that they could never run again. But he saved just enough horses to drive the chariots that he took from them. God, in general, does not like chariot fighting, because it's not fair. God prefers the soldiers fight on foot. That way far less people die in the end, and you can win a battle without as many people dying. And that's why God seems to not like chariots. And therefore, David doesn't really like chariots either. He'll take a few, but not all. And hewing horses prevents people from dying, because if horses can run, then the chariots can run. That creates more carnage. 5. And when the Arameans of Damascus came to Succor, Hadadezer king of Zobah, David smote the Arameans two and twenty thousand men. So he killed twenty-two thousand Arameans, which are also pagans. And he took seventeen hundred horse riders and twenty thousand foot soldiers from another pagan king. 6. Then David put garrisons in Aram of Damascus, and the Arameans became servants to David and brought presents. And the Lord gave victory to David whithersoever he went. The Arameans are kind of like paying taxes to David, and they're considered his servants. And the garrisons would allow David's men to look over the Arameans and make sure that they're not revolting. 7. And David took the shields of gold that were on the servants of Hadadezer and brought them to Jerusalem. Now he's going to melt them down to make gold for other purposes. And during David's lifetime, he is going to gather materials for God's temple because he won't be able to build God's temple himself, but he's going to gather materials so that his future son Solomon will have materials to build the Lord's temple with. Whenever David takes gold and other things, cedar wood and stuff like that, he's going to save it for God's future temple. 8. And from Betah and from Berathai, cities of Hadadezer, King David took exceeding much brass. So he also collects a lot of brass for the future temple. 9. And when Toy, king of Hamath, heard that David had smitten all the host of Hadadezer, meaning David killed the entire army of Hadadezer. 10. Then Toy sent Joram his son unto King David to salute him and to bless him. Toy wants to make an alliance with David. 
because he had fought against Hadadezer and smitten him, for Hadadezer had wars with Toy, and he brought with him vessels of silver and vessels of gold and vessels of brass. Toy did not like Hadadezer. They were enemies. And now that David has killed Hadadezer's army, Toy considers David a friend. Toy is awarding David with silver, gold, and brass. 11. These also did King David dedicate unto the Lord with the silver and gold that he dedicated of all the nations which he subdued. David is collecting all of these precious things, not for himself, but for God's future temple. Whenever he gets silver, gold, and brass, he melts it down to save for the future temple. And then King Solomon will melt it again and form it into what it needs to be formed into for the temple. By melting it down and praying prayers over it of dedication, it is now going to be a new thing that sanctified unto the Lord. It won't have the old purpose that it was used for with the pagan kings. 12. Of Aram and of Moab and of the children of Ammon and of the Philistines and of Amalek and of the spoil of Hadadezer, son of Rehob, king of Zobah. David collected gold, silver, and brass from all of these kings, Aram, Moab, Ammon, the Philistines, Amalek, and Hadadezer. 13. And David got him a name when he returned from smiting the Arameans in the Valley of Salt, even 18,000 men. He killed 18,000 Arameans. He never lived that glory down for the rest of his life. He was known for that. 14. And he put garrisons in Edom. Throughout all Edom put he garrisons. Edom is also cousins to the Israelites. They're the sons of Esau. Esau was Jacob's brother, but they also are pagans. Some of them are half Egyptian, and pretty much all of them are pagans. The garrisons are going to allow David's men to watch over them and make sure that they don't revolt. And all the Edomites became servants to David, and the Lord gave victory to David whithersoever he went. Their cousin Edomites and the cousin Moabites are now servants to the Israelites and paying them. 15. And David reigned over all Israel, and David executed justice and righteousness unto all his people. That means that he also acted as judge of Israel, which any good king should do. Meaning that if you had a cause where your neighbor and you were having an argument, you would take it to King David, and King David would judge over you and your neighbor and decide who to judge in favor of. And David always judged righteously, which means he didn't take bribes and he didn't play favorites. He respected everybody equally, whether they were poor or rich. And he would look strictly at the circumstances and give a righteous judgment based on the circumstances, not based on the person. 16. And Joab the son of Zeruiah was over the host, and Jehoshaphat the son of Ahilud was recorder. Jehoshaphat is a writer. He's writing down the historical record of David's kingdom. Joab is the commander of David's army. Now remember, David had cursed Joab's family, but he didn't kill Joab, and he kept Joab as his number one leader. But throughout Joab's family line, there will always be one person who is stricken with either disease, lameness, or poverty, or early death. 17. And Zadok the son of Ahitub, and Ahimelech the son of Abiathar were priests, and Sariah was scribe, meaning that he writes the word of the Lord, and Jehoshaphat is the historian, he's the recorder. Both of them are writers, but one of them is writing the historical record of David's reign, and the other one is writing God's word whenever it's spoken, the prophecy, and stuff like that. 
These are all the key people in David's kingdom. These are his key courtiers. Joab, his chief fighter, his two priests, Zadok and Ahimelech, Sariah, his scribe, Jehoshaphat, his historian. 18. And Benaiah, the son of Jehoiada, was over the Cherethites and the Pelethites, and David's sons were chief ministers. His eleven sons were top ministers, so they were also courtiers in his kingdom. And the Cherethites are an elite group of bodyguards. Benaiah is the head of the king's bodyguards. And that concludes 2 Samuel chapter 8.